Yo, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy Soso, in case you ain't know so, and welcome back to another episode of Sports with Soso. Be sure to follow and show some love on Instagram at Sports with Soso Podcast. You can also download and listen to all of the episodes at sportswithsoso.com. Today, I got my boy Joel with me as he and I discuss Tua's upcoming first career start this weekend against the Rams, as well as going to the world of MMA after Khabib's amazing performance against Justin Gaethje and his sudden retirement. And we'll also go over the Hurricanes' ugly win against Virginia and what's next for them. Let's go! It's Tua time! Let's go, baby! It's Tua time, y'all. Everybody's been waiting for it, and we were wondering when it was going to happen. And it's a little bit sooner than what I had originally ex- expected for the Dolphins, right? Like, me personally, I didn't think they were going to start him this whole year. Just because of the hip injury, right? You yeah. don't want to take a chance and, and maybe see him get hurt. But evidently, Flores is happy with it. The organization is happy with it. And, and it's Tua time. It's shit. It's Tua time. It's kind of yeah, weird. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I, I'm excited. I, I really want to see what the kids got. I think that's why we drafted him. You know, we went after him so so high right. and everything. It, right. But it comes, you know, it comes with a little bit of a of a you know heartbreak because Fitzmagic has been our quarterback since last year. You know, and he did his job right. Everybody knew that when he got here, um, we were going to get a good quarterback, right? Somebody who can win us games, keep in, keep us in games, but ultimately was a caretaker for the position because we were going to get right. a quarterback, whether it was this past draft or this upcoming draft, like. We have the intention of building the franchise from the quarterback and then around the team. And they pulled the trigger this pass draft, right? Right. Fifth overall pick. Um, first, well, especially you got quarterbacks excelling like Joe Burrow, you know, doing doing well. Herbert. With, uh, first round pick. Herbert, you know, well, a lot of us are, are feeling like, man, did we pass up on the, uh, on the guy that we needed? So right. we want some reassurance, you know. We want right. some of that reassurance so we don't have that, that buyer's remorse as a fan. Absolutely, and people are talking about it because they especially seen, like, for instance, the other day Burrow had 400 yards with four touchdowns and Herbert is bringing back the Chargers and winning games. And it's like, wow, did we miss out on the wrong quarterback? Right. But I, in my opinion – Tua being so special, I think we got the guy in the right spot. Right? So, what, what do you what do you like about Tua, and what do you like about what he brings to our team? I like that that he brings the run play option. Right, that seems to be something that is very like useful right now, especially if your quarterback is accurate. Right, because they're going to be on the run. Your Lamar Jacksons, your Russell Wilson, maybe your not Kyler Lamar Murray's. Jackson because he's not as accurate. I feel like as uh, let's say a Russell. Right, right, but he's again he's the threat, you know. And I feel like the Dolphins needed that threat in that position, and not just some guy back there who's going to try to wait three, four, five seconds to throw a deep ball every now and then. That's not going to work for us, you know. But for Tua, I'm excited, you know. 22nd, he's the 22nd starting quarterback that the Finns have had since 2000. Oh, boy. Only two teams ahead of us. Oh, wait, that's that's post-Marino, PM. Post-Marino, PM, post-Marino, right. Only Cleveland and Chicago have had more starting quarterbacks than us. Jeez, man. 22, that's like a, a new starting quarterback per year. Well, I mean, and and then some, <laughs> and a little extra, right? <laughs> yeah, and a little extra. Well, yeah, we basically average a new starting quarterback every year, and that's that's tough, man. Because we we did have 
Tannehill for a good stretch there too. So you know, right? You can, and we won games with him. We know we just didn't. Me personally, I definitely didn't guy didn't give that guy any love. A lot of Dolphins fans really didn't give him the patience and the time. Right? Not knowing that he was talented. We see it now with with Tennessee. Right? That the guy is talented, but. With Tua, I feel like the patient, the teams, the fans, I'm sorry, will be way more patient yeah, with him. They want to see that. Because they want to see that pick, like, really do well, right? Yeah, we, and, I mean, we saw him tear it no up at Alabama. there was no question about his talent. Yeah, we saw him tear it up at Alabama, you know, right. year after year. He, he replaced the starting quarterback there, won a national championship, you know. So, we, you know, we see that, and we, we want Tua to bring Absolutely. that. Absolutely. I mean, did you know this? He's the first lefty QB since 2015 to start in the NFL. That's first how much of a lefty QB since 2015. Who was the last? Kellen Moore for Dallas. He didn't Jeez. do much, right? But whatever. He <laughs> yeah. started it, and then after that, it's it's Tua. So right. again, it's not something that we see a lot. We see the mobile quarterbacks. We're starting it's to see that, right? But he's unorthodox. But again, he's had the highest completion uh, percentage in college. So the guy is accurate. We know he can throw it yeah. and hit the mark. It's going to be interesting to see how it translates to the NFL. Um, first rookie to start since Tebow. Like, there's a lot of expectation, a lot of hype behind them nationally. You know? right. Obviously, of course, all the Dolphins fans are have their tongues out, wagging, looking crazy at the TV for him to start. But nationally, it's a big story because all of the quarterbacks that are doing well and to see if he's going to be able to excel or fail. Because the Dolphins are not that bad. We were 3-3, three and three, second in the AFC yeah. East. Um Fitz was able to win some games with this team, right? We have Devontae Parker having a really good season. Uh, we talk about uh, running back like uh, Mike Gaskin. Miles Gaskin, uh, yeah. Miles Gaskin doing, doing his thing, you know, and really coming out of nowhere, taking a hold of that spot. It's not a great running game that we have, but it's kind of serviceable at times, right? Yeah, where are we at right now in the run game? I mean, I'll look that up real quick while you keep talking. But – the overall, the offense is not a bad offense, right? We're kind of middle of the pack offense, and if I feel like if Fitz can win with this team, definitely a player of Tua's caliber will be able to elevate the team maybe a little bit more, right? right we know right. we have weapons on the outside, so I, I I think you know besides Gaskin, the majority of the rushing has come from Fitzpatrick, right? For but for the most part, we got six rushing touchdowns on the year. We we're averaging about 105 yards a game. And uh, we got about 630 yards over the season. So it's nothing to brag or boast about. You know, exactly. We definitely need improvement there. Definitely. But I think if, if Fitzpatrick was able to provide that, I think, you know, what Tua can bring to the table is even better it's than that. It's immensely better than that, you know, immediately. And, the, and again, Flores wouldn't have played him right now if he didn't feel comfortable with saying, you know what, not only am I going to put you out there against a really good defense like the Rams, right, with some killers on that defensive line, but I'm going to trust you enough to be yourself – Play the game that you know how to play and run this offense. That's a lot of trust to put yeah. into a kid, you know. And, again, he's really successful. He, he knows how to be successful. He knows how to win games, right, and kind of keep his teammates involved. I'm really excited to see what he's going to bring to the table, man. So you just mentioned it right now, and there's no better way than, you know, to, to see if the kid's got what, he's, you know, what it takes to succeed in the NFL um, other than, you know, just throwing them straight into the pit of wolves, you know? Right. And that's what we're doing right now with this next game, which is with the Rams. So the Rams right. got – we got Aaron Donald. We yep. got Jalen Ramsey. We yep. got, you know, 
talent among talent Dude, of guys defense. out there. So how do you Nasty think he's going to fare against a, a, a Los Angeles Rams defense that's coming off a win right now? I see an improvement in the Dolphins' offensive line, right? They're not a big-name players. They're nobodies, to be exact, right? But we've made some investments, a draft pick here and there, a couple of things. The offensive line is really gelling. They're starting to. They were starting to really protect Fitzpatrick. We haven't seen him get hit a lot this right. season, right? So I think they're, they're going to be able to continue to provide that for Tool. And Tool doesn't need about five seconds, four seconds, three seconds to make a decision. He is such a smart thinker that his ability to make a quick decision, a smart decision in those two seconds, is going to help the offensive line hold the block. Right. So maybe the guy who's attacking doesn't get to touch him. Donaldson's going to be coming at him all day, but guess what? To, to a strong side, he's going to be run, wanting to run that way. Why? Because he knows he's going to be yeah, so aggressive exactly. coming in. So I really think it's going to be a matchup of speed, right? To a speed versus those guys' speed. Right, how and quick. He, they, and how quick can they get to him? Exactly. And if they do leave their space open, can he hit the open man and, and make the right throw? I think he can but again, that's asking a lot of the kids to go out there first game, go out there and ball and beat the Rams, you know. Luckily, we're playing at home. Big, I guess, advantage for us, right? Because yeah, we got home, home field, I guess, home right? Field we got advantage. fans back in the stadium he's now. He's familiar. He's, he'll be calm. The people will be rooting for him. You right. know what I mean? Right. It's so like He's not going into a hostile environment. Right. I think his parents are even, are, are even flying in for the game. So it might be a little extra special for him to go out there and really put on a performance and, and get the home team excited about something that we haven't been excited about right. for more than like five, ten years, man. You know? So I'm looking at here at the stats, and I think you're absolutely right. The O-line has been doing their thing because, you know, we've only taken 10 sacks for a total loss of 49 yards over really seven games. Dude, dude, six, or we've had a bye week. We had a bye week. We're six. So we're six games we're in. Six you games know? in right now. I mean, that that's pretty good in my opinion. And, again, that's with a – not to say that Fitzpatrick isn't a mobile quarterback, but that's not his threat, right? Right, He right. knows how to get the first he's down. A gun and that's slinger. That's he what do. he's known for is a, right. gunsli- a mobile gunslinger. Correct. You, you know? know, he runs when he needs to run. He picks up the first down he knows how to get that extra yardage so i'm, I'm totally with you there it's, it's a it's an upgrade uh, at the end of the day it's an upgrade at the position right and it was bound to happen it sucks that it happened in the way that it did happen right because Fitzgerald, uh fitz patrick had a really hold a really good hold of the team you know the, all the players were behind them and, and that's where you know the other thing that i was hurt with too you know i was like i was torn you know we're three and three right the division is up for grabs right now. Pretty we much. Have Buffalo is a game ahead of us right now. Yep. And the New England dynasty is no longer. No longer. Cam we, is we don't done. have to worry about them. <laughs> Cam is for the done. Time, for, the foreseen, you know, right. for, for the foreseeable future, we don't right. have to worry about them for Especially this season. Especially in the right now. So right? it's like, all right, you know, do we have a chance to compete this year with the pieces that we have together right now? And I thought with Fitzpatrick, we, we might have, you know, and it's like, all right. Now we're back at 500. You know, the division is up for grabs, and now we're going to throw in our brand-new rookie right into the flames with the Los with, Angeles Rams defense staying with, down. With, with the intention to win, right? With the intention to win, because at this point, we're not tanking, right? And we pretty much have a top-10 pick secured with Houston's pick, right? Right. Because we own their pick in the first round. So we still have room to make so, improvements next year. So feel it out this year. Let's see what we're capable of right now. Right. And let's see what we're missing and take that into and the take draft in. next year. Boom. You know, again, because the, the mission is not to lose anymore. The mission is to improve and to win. You know, and, and, and again, for as much as we love Fitzpatrick, he wasn't going to improve. He is who he is. 
Tua is going to improve. And he might be already better than what Fitzpatrick is, especially throwing the ball, right? Because right. he's so much more accurate. Maybe he doesn't have the cannon arm, but he can hit somebody and lead them 60 yards into a touchdown, right? Maybe Fitzpatrick can't do that. Right. And that's what he brings to the offense, that threat a that you got to look at ability. me and I'm going to make you make a decision right. and, and make the right decision every time you do come at me. And who you knows? Know? Maybe he brings, you know, guys like Preston Williams and, and Devontae Parker to a new level. I'm, I'm dying to I'm see what, what Parker can do. I think him. Parker's capable of a lot more, man. I think he's, he's showing a big it this target. year. Yeah, man. And, and, you know, he has some good route running and he has great hands. So we, big can, target. we can get him on some more explosive plays and make him the focal point of our offense. Absolutely. I, I think that, you know, the kick can ball out. I think and, he can be And even bro. Gaskin is going to. Oh, get some type of advantage now because yeah teams are gonna not be looking for him to run right they're gonna right. be looking for two to run so when he does get that ball he's getting open space screens. and he's running we you can know? do jet, so, jet sweeps all types jet of tosses, stuff, all right? that kind of stuff with all him. types get of him stuff man the dolphins space. the dolphins are gonna be interesting this sunday man rams at fence one o'clock let's make a quick prediction right. give me a score we both have the dolphins winning right i have the dolphins winning all right i'm gonna go 24 20 dolphins that's a good game I think so. I think it's going to be a little bit high, more high score yeah, than that. Yeah, you think so? I, I see it because, again, I think our DBs are really solid, right? But our defensive line hasn't got to that level yet where they can secure pressure every single play, okay. right? So I'm going to see it being somewhat of a high-scoring game. I'm going to go 31-25 Dolphins. I like it. Right now, they uh, they have the over-under at 46 points. Look at that. Which is a little bit more in line with my prediction, I think. Hey, bro, I'm telling you, we're going to see uh, fireworks. Uh, we got the, the Rams are a three-and-a-half-point favorite, so we're taking the underdog. That's expected. That's what I want to hear. That's expected. I like it, though. I like you it. Know? Bring Tua in. He's an underdog fireworks, in real life. baby. First game of the season against the Rams. Let's get it. First play, 80-yard bomb. I said it. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Let's see if it comes true. Right. What else we got today? Today, I want to also get your opinion on this past weekend's fight. Oh, Khabib yeah. versus Justin Gaethje for the undisputed lightweight belt. Uh, Khabib had been off for a while. Justin had three impressive wins, beating Barbosa, beating Cowboy Cerrone, and beating Ferguson in, in an impressive yeah. fashion, you know, and earned himself the vacant title because, again, Khabib wasn't fighting. That right. issue with his dad and COVID. Yeah, he passed um, away. He passed away he due to COVID, you know. There. And it was a fight that was meant to be, right? You can't have a real two champs in one division. It doesn't work that way. Um, and it was really impressive to see what Khabib did. And and you can tell from the jump that Justin did not really want to throw crazy punches at Khabib because he knew what would happen, that he would take him down. And eventually he well, threw a punch. Well, that's eventually what ended up happening. You know, yeah. he, he did get a little flustered. And then, you know, he, he, he saw that... He needed to try to end the fight, you know, with right. something big. He and had to hit him. He had to do. He had to land something on him and take, you know, and, and knock him out. Not take him down, but knock him out outright. And I think that's, you know, I think he gassed himself pretty early in, in the beginning of the fight. I felt like he was coming at him full, full throttle, and Khabib was just calculating, measuring him out, Absolutely. just waiting, you know, seeing where he could come in and, and strike. And you saw as, as soon as he took it to the ground, that fight didn't last over. another minute. It was over. I mean, that as even soon towards as he, the end of the first round, it was he took him down yeah. momentarily and held him there for like about four. 45 seconds, maybe a minute at the end of the first round. But you could see that Justin did not want to be in that position. Right. Right. He yeah, didn't he want to be trained there. for that moment. Right. He yeah. didn't want to be in that position. Even when he was trying to feel out the distance from Khabib, he was like, I felt like he was just uneasy. Didn't want to really step into it because he knew the moment he stepped in, that's a room for Khabib to shoot. 
you know, and really get him to the ground, which and he, he did. defended a couple of good ones. Let he me did. tell you, I saw you know Khabib shoot, and he didn't get him in the first, but yep. that that last one, man, when he got him down, and he was already starting to get the position on that triangle, I knew it was over. Dude, the there was moment no he way down. he was gonna, and it was it was. I mean, props to Khabib on that because that was something different than we've seen. You know, how he normally approaches. He's his, usually a ground his and takedowns and stuff. And, and honestly, I thought the the ref should have called it sooner. I felt like With the he was bar? tapping. Yeah, Justin was tapping a lot. Oh sooner, yes, absolutely. And he didn't see it. He didn't see it. Right. He didn't see it. I, I noticed that too. I was kind of worried for him but then he ended up getting up and going over to Khabib as you know he was you right. know reminiscing in the moment yeah. and stuff like that and I thought that was I thought you know you mentioned that as well I thought it was uh, you know pretty dope to see that I mean I, I show, feel that, so, that, so much respect. respect for Justin after that fight because of what he did right um I don't know if you know this but they share the same agent so it's not like they're like really unfamiliar. Yeah, they're both UFC fighters. Yeah, it definitely wasn't while, Conor Khabib. Right? You know that exactly, hostility that, that they hostility. had. It yeah. was a lot of respect, a lot of respect for their crafts. You know, and the training and how hard they yeah, work. Both you great know, fighters. They're both great fighters, and Khabib respected a lot of what Justin has done, and, and vice versa. versa you know, so for for Justin, it was really cool for me to see him do his thing, um, go out there compete, and when he lost to again a great champion, one of the greatest champions, um, how he handled that loss. Right in the ring, the moment he he lost, he he gave Khabib his respect and let him know how proud he was of him, which is again very rare in the MMA world where you see two competitors at the highest level share that mutual respect, right? Like no disrespect, no type of beef or right. any stupid stunts or publicity stunts. It was impressive it was to just see mutual respect, mutual respect, and, and I really, yeah. I really gave like Justin a lot more of my fandom after that night right. because I was impressed with what how he handled it. No, definitely, and and you just mentioned something right now about Khabib being one of the greatest, and I wanted to ask you this because you know after the fight, obviously he said mm. he wouldn't go on without his dad. Right, he wanted to do this one just. Which is it, totally understandable, off, right? Yeah, go off, go off on, on you know on his terms, and it's been thrown around the conversation. Is he? the greatest UFC fighter of all time, pound for pound. What do you think about that? I don't think he is. Why? Here's why. He definitely is dominant, right? But in that game, in that fight game, that MMA game, we've seen champs go up two levels, down two levels, hold two belts at a time. To me right now, the greatest MMA fighter is not even a man. It's a woman. And she's the champ right Amanda now Nunes. with two belts. Yeah. And holds both that's of them down. That's a bad explosive deleted. You know? That's a bad, bad beat. You yeah. know? And that woman is honestly has done everything. She's knocked people out. She's grappled them. She's out-wrestled opponents. She's um, made people tap out. Spectacular knockouts. First-round knockouts. That, to me, is like right. how you get up there. You know? Respect. And all the appreciation to Khabib's game and, and how dominant his wrestling is. The kid was wrestling bears at, at the age of eight. Who the hell does yeah, that? I, I, you know what I'm saying? So his, his his wrestle game right now is definitely improved. And you got to respect that and how he wins. And nobody's been able to figure him out. You got to respect that. But it doesn't make you the absolute best, right? It makes you the the greatest that or one of the greatest that that division have seen which have seen some great fighters right there's always good fighters in that lightweight division and again because we see it right now connor held that division down for a while and you can point to him and be like he dismantled everybody you know that they threw at him that they threw at him and he was the man and, and again held two belts you know what i mean like all right well let's take it back so he just he's coming off the win with gaethje right 
He fought Poirier before that. Right. He beat him in three rounds. Right. He fought McGregor before that. And four now rounds. those two guys are going to fight in January. McGregor and Poirier, right, Correct. in January. And then before that, he had beat Al Ayakinta. That went, went the distance, it looks like. Yep. Five rounds. You're talking Barboza before him. I mean, this guy has taken down killer after killer in the UFC. Great fighters, dude. And again, he is great. Not the greatest. Right. You know? And, I, and I'm with you there. So I wanted to know where you were coming from because, you know, for, for me, I, I saw John Jones, you know, what he posted over the weekend. Yep, I saw that you, you too. Know, and honestly, you know, say what you will about John Jones, you know, whether he's, uh, you know, on steroids or he's, you know, doing party drugs or whatever the hell the guy's doing. The guy is a winner. The guy is a champion. Yes. And he's talking about 15 title defenses, right? Yep. yep, yep. To Khabib's six. Right. Right. Was that what it was? Four. Oh, four. four. 15 to four. 15 to four. So... I, I mean, numbers don't lie. And to, to me, John Jones has done that. He's gone from the the light heavyweight to heavyweight. He's fought in both divisions. Everybody. He, he's fought everybody. He's taken down Daniel Cormier. He's taken down. I mean, you know, you name it. He's he's, he's done it. it. He's done it. And so, now he wants to fight a heavyweight and take on Brock Lesnar. You know, I, I don't see that. Ever I don't happening. see that happening. I don't ever see that but happening. But can he can take on he anybody. Exactly. His skill. You know, it, it's kind of like uh, like Adesanya. What I'm seeing out of Adesanya right now, it's it reminds me of what John Jones was doing when John Jones was at the peak. Exactly. And forget what happened after the fact, you know, what's happened in recent, you know, history with right. him and his personal life or mm -hmm. whatever. To me, that guy is the greatest fighter to have fought in in the UFC. He's, I mean, my, that's my opinion. For sure. And, and that's because we grew up on him being so dominant, right? And being able to watch his fights and be like, damn, that guy is sick. He's fine. Again? Again? He knocked somebody out? Again? Damn, he go to a heavyweight and got a belt again? Everybody caught him out against DC and he whooped up DC? Whooped him? Not yeah, once. Whooped him? You know what I mean? Again, to to me, Khabib is not in that conversation. Not not in that I, conversation. I think if Bones right stay, now, it, right. I think if, if, he stays, if Khabib said, you know what, I'm gonna, you know, if he didn't come out and say I'm gonna stop fighting for my father and all right. that, and he was like, I'm gonna carry on and I'm gonna be the greatest in honor of my father, he'd definitely and be he'd in top. Forget five. about it. He would definitely be the outright number one because the way that guy mauls people, takes them to the ground, and they have no way to defend. It, it, it's 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 it puts them in that conversation. Correct. Which again, I understand the reason for the retirement, and I think it's the right move for him if he feels like that, right? Yeah. right but before right the fight, the he was talking about maybe fighting GSP after this, and GSP is a freaking legend. You he's a legend I mean? in his he's own a legend. Right. I mean, he's also arguably one of the greatest one of the ever. You know that, that you say, hey, he's in my top five, and you'd be like, all right, I can see that. Yeah, absolutely. Right. But we're talking. I mean, I would like to. See, I would have liked to see GSP fight a few years back. I mean, not, we're talking now it makes no sense for him to fight because again, that's not prime GSP. Just like Anderson Silva exactly. fighting this weekend. Exactly. You know, he's fighting Uriah Hall, number ten in the division, right, middleweight division. Anderson Silva is trying to. I guess make a comeback or keep active or a paycheck or a paycheck. I mean, that's what I would do. You, you know, know that's what, I mean? what his name does. It's it's like yo, it's he's fighting Anderson sell, Silva. You, you know, know? It's, it's definitely people gonna, gonna sell. watch. Is people are gonna watch it? You know, but I don't. I don't think that that's the fight to to get yourself some type of name. You know, right. if they throw him at you, yeah, you kick his ass and you keep on moving, right? Yeah, but. You don't you don't want to see fighters that have been in their prime in that sport continue to fight. 
You know what I mean? How many fights has Silver had already? Something like 40-something fights in the UFC, oh, 35 fights? even more than that, That's man. ridiculous. Been, That's ridiculous, you know? No, you're you're Papo, you're an old giant in that game. Right. You know what I mean? You're, right. a, you're an old dinosaur in that game. That's not for you. You should be out by then. Not fighting guys that are trying to get up the top 10 rankings and trying to make a name for themselves. Because, yeah, they go out and they beat you or knock you out. And all that does is people feel bad for you and say, damn, this old man shouldn't be fighting. This guy, you know. And then again, on Uriah's side, if he wins, it's going to be like, well, shit, man, who would you fight? Oh, you beat old Anderson Silva? I guess that's impressive. Yeah, so Uriah's 16-9 and right now going into this fight. And Anderson Silva's 34-10. and Thirty-four and ten, and bro. Won no contest. Let's go, man. You gotta, you gotta get that guy out of there. Yeah, yeah. It's just you more know? so for the name. It's for the name, you know. And again, all props to Silver for even making the weight and continuing to train. Because honestly, I don't think he could do anything else but train, right? And maybe train somebody else. But shouldn't be fighting, man. Shouldn't nah, be fighting yeah. because it it's, it it does you no good. Even if you win, you're not gonna beat your way up the top ten rankings to become a belt. Whoever is champion right now is going to knock your ass out. Right, exactly. No doubt about it. So going yeah. back to the to the lightweight division, Khabib retires. He just beats Gaethje, who's the number one contender in that division. Mm-hmm. And then we got Dustin Poirier and Conor Honor fighting in, in January. So what, what do you think happens birthday. there? <laughs> um, that, that division is going to get real interesting real quick because there's plenty of talent in it, right? Plenty of people who have been champs or can be champs. Right. And how do you figure out who fights who to get what? Exactly. You know, the Connor fight with Dustin, for me, should be for the belt. Right. Should be for the belt. If this dude says I'm done with the belt, it's not coming back. Dustin McGregor, make it a primetime pay-per-view. Put the belt on the line. Why? Justin just lost. So he's not going to be able. Yeah, he can technically be able to fight again in January. But then you're kind of fucking over Connor and Dustin to outright give the guy who just lost for the belt the belt. Right. You know, you got to give that opportunity to two different fighters who haven't lost for the belt yeah. yet. Right. Who probably would have been in line had Khabib stayed. For sure, Connor beats Dustin, and the next major fight in the summer is Khabib versus Connor. Right. Right. And everybody pays 100 bucks for the UFC card. And it's the greatest fight of all time mm-hmm. or the greatest selling fight of all time for UFC history. Now, you don't have Khabib, so Connor is your next biggest draw. Right, exactly. Right? So he has to be your champ, essentially. Or give it to Dustin, right? Or, again, if Dustin wins, you're not mad at him losing or winning that belt because, again, you can put really good pay-per-views together behind him being a champ. So that fight has to definitely be for the belt. And then maybe we see a Justin versus Tony Ferguson part two. Because both of those guys lost to potentially champions, right? Tony lost to Justin. Justin loses to Khabib. So they both have losses. And if they want to get to another belt shot, they have to be one of each other. You know, so that's the next fight I see happening with the Conor McGregor versus Dustin. So you see Ferguson, the them running back Ferguson and, and Gaethje. Absolutely. People and then doing a Dust, uh, Poirier and McGregor fight, and then the winners of those two fight for the title. Yes or no, you pay 65 bucks to watch McGregor fight Poirier for the belt. Yeah, I okay. think I watched that. 
Yes or no, you watch ESPN pay-per-view or ESPN Plus or whatever. I don't think I will pay for a Gaethje Ferguson fight. No, yet. but you watch you watch it, though. If it's I watch a, it. If it's a card, right? I don't think I'll pay for it, though. I'll watch, you you'll, you'll pay for it. I'll watch it. Nah, fire stick, baby. <laughs> fire uh, stick, baby. But nah, I know what you're saying. But yeah. you get what I mean, right? Like, well, it's gonna be. It's definitely going to be interesting. So I'm, I'm curious to see what's going to happen in the UFC. We got a lot of good fights coming up, so. Let's see. Uh, let's, let's see, see. What, what a Khabibless UFC is going to be did like. Did you watch the Hurricanes game this weekend? Uh, I did, it's man, and I kind of wish I didn't. I know they got the dub, <laughs> but it was the sloppiest, was ugliest sloppy. game. I, sloppy. I don't man. know. What, what do you think? I mean, what do you think about The, the only bright spot that I saw from that game um, was the Eric King, you know, and he's been probably the MVP the whole season so far to me. You know, 21 of 30, 322 yards, a touchdown, no INTs, you know. He's obviously really good with throwing the ball. Doesn't get himself into bad positions when he's throwing the ball. So he's probably been the best quarterback we've seen in the Hurricanes uniform in more than 10 years. Yeah. More than 10 years, without a doubt. Like, even, And this is only like what, five, six games in. Right. Arguably the best quarterback we've seen in over 10 years. Yeah. So for me, so. he did his thing. Um, what was disappointing to me was the, the running backs, man. The you rushing know, the, game is looking a little weak, shit man. It was weak, man. You Only know, had, had 122 no total yards of rushing. Dude, none of the runners had over 50 yards. And the Aaron King had 28 of those yards. You know what I'm so saying? So we're talking less than 100 yards by the backs. That's sad, bro. And last week we had 109 against Pitt. That's not going to work as you go forward and you try to make it in the top 10. Right. You know, because if you're trying to make it to the playoffs, at least sneak into the playoffs, right? And that now because it's the top eight yeah. this year, yeah, you can sneak into that playoffs, but... You're going to have to keep winning games, and you're putting yourselves in tough positions. We should have blown this team out. Yeah, one and four. Definitely. You know, we got manageable games coming up, but we got to play better. And we can't just rely on Derrick King to just bail us out every single game. The running backs have to freaking find a way to do something and make explosive plays because right. that's what we need. We need explosive plays. Yeah, the wide receivers you, you have hit go. on explosive plays throughout the season, but we haven't seen a 60-yard touchdown yeah, exactly. run, to, an 80-yard to touchdown To get those run. guys to respect the run game and then open up Everything the lane else. for a big play option. I know exactly what you're saying. You know, And now, I mean, they got NC State Wolfpack coming up. Who are four and two? Two what? I guess That's a good a, team. A half a game behind the Canes in the in the standings right That's now. That's a good team. So I mean, this is an important game for for the Hurricanes. I, I granted they're not you know ranked, but I mean they can't just uh, right now forget right about now. They rankings. Gotta, they right? got to beat these guys. You got to beat these guys and beat them good. Beat them good. Yeah. You know, we're this is an all ACC set schedule this year, so. The weight of the ACC is going to be managed. We don't have to worry about that or like, oh, you only beat NC State or you only beat Pitt or whatever. No, those those wins are going to carry weight because we're only playing ACC teams. And ACC football is improving. But we got to kick their ass, bro. I mean, they, look, you let's, know, like, let's look at some of their games here. So they're, they're coming off a loss, that's first right? and foremost, against North Carolina, 48-21. Right before that, they played Duke. They beat them 31-20. They beat Virginia 38-21. So they already so they put beat. up more points on Virginia than the Hurricanes did. On the road. You know, and and so, I mean, before that, you got, you're looking at Pittsburgh, 30-29. to They lose to Virginia Tech week two, 45-24, but they won week one against Wake Forest, 45-42. So this team can put up points. Absolutely. If the, if the Hurricanes, you know, aren't, aren't at this game ready to play, they're going to have the score run up on them. So. What's the next option? You're going to have the King throw it 45 times? 
that can't be offense, bro. That's not real college offense. You know what I'm saying? That's Oregon offense. That's Texas. Yeah, that's not Tech. us. That's not that hurricane football. We need to control that run game. We run need the to control tempo, the run the clock. game. You know, we can't go two games like we did with under 150 yards, and especially talking- having the good running backs that we have. Cheney's not bad. That Brevin Knight kid's not bad, but they need to learn how to hit holes with speed in order to make some type of play, right? In order to bust something loose and break a tackle and, right. and, and get – it doesn't have to be a 50, 60-yard run, but just the fact that you're breaking a tackle and getting nine yards of carry, six yards of carry in a game, that's 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 helpful. Exactly. You know? You're moving and the ball forward. You're always moving it forward always inching moving towards it forward. that first down. You keep, get the first down, you get keep the game moving. And you control the clock. That's that's what they got to do, man. And and when you don't do that, when you don't have that run game, and you're always trying to pass on third and ten, third and twelve, third and fifteen, you're you're not gonna get it done. You're always gonna be punting the ball away yep. and putting it in their hands. I mean, this last game they only had one touchdown in the first quarter. Their only touchdown came in the first quarter. Forty three yard, a forty three yard pass. Well, some with, some on the second play of the game, you know. So, so I mean, that, I mean, why can't they do that throughout? I mean, everything else was just field goals, field goals, field goals. Where, where, where was the explosivity after the fact? The the problem becomes is the defense knows that they can control your running game, right? That you're yep. not going to be able to run. They it. know they're so vulnerable. they throw an extra DB, an extra DB, or an extra safety and a DB. So now they're going to cover all the spots where you could possibly throw it, bro. Derrick King got out attempted rushes than both of those guys. Derrick King had 14, 14, 14 rushing, rushing attempts, attempts nine, 12, yards. and Cheney with 10. His longest rush was for 19 yards, yep. You know what I'm saying? That's something that the, those guys should be doing. We shouldn't be waiting to see that from and Derrick King. And by comparison, Virginia put up 185 yards on the ground on us. You know? Their quarterback put up 91 yards on his own. That guy's, that guy's a crazy dual threat. So, again, we're going to face teams that are good. Forget about their records because they're playing other good teams, right. right? Maybe those teams aren't as ranked and don't have a a win such a against a high ranked opponent, right? Nobody's gonna be Clemson in the ACC. That's a fact. So you gotta take those wins and throw out the record and say, man, we gotta go into this game and look good. We gotta go into this game and look good and perform it and and put up points, you know? Because if not, what what's gonna happen is. We're going to start sliding down the rankings, and we're definitely going to get farther from other teams because t- other teams are going to be kicking teams' ass and right. winning by 15, 21 points, 30-something points. You and know? this is the game to do it considering we're playing prime time, 730 on ESPN. I mean, we Dude, everybody's going to be watching. We got to show out. We have to show out. You know what I'm saying? Again, no, I feel personally that the pressure is starting to get to Manny Diaz and the fact that he hasn't seen immediate results is kind of worrying him, right? Because he's, he delegated some of the offense, some of the defense, and, and really loosened the controls on that to focus on the overall program, which I get, and it's helpful, and it helps us bring in players like King and the two tight ends that we got from Texas. Again, people who are balling, you know. Right now, Manny Diaz has to say how... Can this team get better immediately? There's no other way to hype them up, right? We got the rings. We got the new chain. Everybody's dope about it. We got the new uniforms. Everybody's hyped about it. But we have to find a way to beat these teams 
handedly whenever we can. We kind of take advantage of King being here now because right. he's not going to be there next year. Exactly. We know that. So we can't rely on this guy to throw the ball 30, 40, 50 times. Yeah, you might win a game or two, but it's not going to work over a six-game period. It's not going to work over a five-game period. Teams are going to hold in on that. They're going to start to close in on that. And then we're going to make King look bad because he we're putting him in a tough position. Exactly. This has to be the game where Cheney and Knight pop off. And they both put at least 60 yards up. Yeah. You know, and make it easier on, on King to not have to throw it 30 yeah, times and exactly. hand the ball I'd off. i probably even say right? more than that, man. They need to you know put up even more yards than that. I mean, dude, I, I, at this point, I'll take 60 I'll yards. Take 60 if there's yards, 60 important yards, right? right? If they're not putting it up right now. And if there's 60 important yards, even better because right. they're – Eight yard run, seven yard run. Getting One of the guys field. got a twenty yard Getting run. Field every time, you know, and then boom, we get a pass, and then boom, we're in the red zone, and then a handoff or a tight end pass. Yeah, it's it's all gonna it's gonna help gonna help build that momentum. But so let's see, we got you know NC State coming up this week, yep. and then they got Virginia Tech, they got Georgia Tech, Wake Forest, North Carolina. All those teams are traditionally tough teams for the Hurricanes. So what do let's you start think, with Virginia Tech, the, right? The, Virginia Tech and that and that offense always gives us a problem, right? Every year. Whether Every we year. beat them or not, it's a freaking battle. It's always battle. a good game. It's always a good game, right? Rain, snow, it's windy as hell, it's raining, it's pouring, whatever. Yep. Always a good game against Virginia Tech. Georgia Tech, I feel like we could win that game again. Handedly, like against NC State. Easy 14-plus win, right? Yep. 14, more than 14 points, win by at least two touchdowns. Wake Forest, that should be another one that in should the be books. Another we one, should be able to hold that down. Another game where you win by more than 14 points. Then this one's interesting. Then we got North Carolina. At North Carolina. No, we're home, we're right? We're home. Okay, but that's traditionally another team that has always given us problems. Correct. And that North Carolina team is really, really Come good. Again? That North Carolina who? Carolina team. There we go. That one. <laughs> They're really, really good. Really good. Always put up a game against the Hurricanes. Always put up a fight. Never laid down. Yeah. And right now they have a, a good... Right, uh, not a wide receiver, a good quarterback, and also a good court running back. So their offense is explosive. So we're not going to be, be able to hold that team down to 14 points, yep. 21 points. We have to find the rhythm now. Get the momentum I'm going. Get these guys involved. Get these guys' confidence up. So by the time those big games come along, because, again, they're ready for that moment. They're ready for that moment. That Virginia Tech, big game. That North yeah. Carolina game, game big game. You know? North Carolina, December 5th. Big game. Yeah, so uh, this NC State, the, at NC State now, November 6th, this is an absolute must win on a on absolute a, must win. You know, a, a very testing end of the season stretch. So what and do you think? The bye week this what week. do you think is going to happen? What, what about prediction? I know we predicted the, the Dolphins. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen with the Hurricanes? With this bye week, I think the team is going to work on the running game. You know, I think they're going to note that difference and be like, yo, this is where the offense has to improve. Everywhere else, we're solid, but we really need to work on this. And I'm hoping that that's what's happening this week. Right, right? Now, yeah. For the game, this is where the, the heart, right, is battling <laughs> the brain. Yeah. So it's what that internal struggle. The Hurricanes are going to win, but – I don't hope it's close. I feel like the team is going to be amped. The defense is going to be disciplined this time, right? We're not going to see stupid targeting penalties and shit like that. We're going to see the defense hungry, make plays, especially Bubba Bolden. I love that kid. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Hurricanes 42, NC State 17. 
Wow, that's a big, big stretch. There. We need to do it. They're bro. putting up points. I'm right there with you, though. I think I'm thinking in the same ballpark. 42-35 is my prediction. 42-35. I think we, it's going to be a high scoring game. We need to do game. it. You know, if this is a game that we show the nation, like, hey, what's up? This is why you want to come to play at Miami. This is what we got going on. This is what we're building. You want to come here and be a part of this. You need to win games just like that. No doubt. You know, 42-17. No you got you, yeah. to get it. You got to get it. There's it, no other, no other room for it that. It all starts November 6th on ESPN, 7.30. So Let's see, man. We'll see what they can do with that. Well, cuz, I think we did it. You know, we got it all out. Yes, no sir. Homo. A lot of good stuff going on right now. We didn't yeah. even talk about the World Series or anything. No, but. man. But tonight is interesting. You know, we got Dodgers up 3-2. They're closing it out tonight? I think so. Yeah. I think they're going to close it out. Yeah, they, does Kershaw finally get one? It'll be nice, yeah. you know, because he's he's been like ragged on his whole career. This is all he needs to just get, some especially respect. in the playoffs, having oh ugly my God, losses. He's atrocious. I feel like if he wins, he could just retire and be yeah, like, you know what, it. bleep you guys, I'm out of here, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm taking you. my ball and I'm going home, bro. Yeah, and just you I know, just I'm tired right of seeing LA win shit, man. They already got my heat. They beat us. The damn Lakers got us. Fuck the Lakers. I, I just you know what I'm like. I don't even care about Tampa, but they're from Florida. I'm riding with Tampa. I hope they come back tonight and they win. Right. Yeah, that's where I'm at. So I see you, bro. It would be nice to see Tampa do their but thing like no that. no sweat off my back. Go Dolphins. Waiting for Tua, baby. Tua time, that's baby. Right. Tua time. Well, make sure fun, man. Make sure you. to turn in. Likewise, bro. It's always a pleasure. No doubt. No doubt. We'll do this again. Everybody else, please make sure to follow the podcast on Instagram, Sports with So So Podcast, and check out the website at sportswithsoso.com. See you guys next week. Peace. Peace.